Alrighty. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lights in the Ghetto. It's your girl Brie. Ashamina, the healing artesian. It's Kaya. And we are back again with another episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to know that this one's going to be very, very ghetto. Um, so ladies, go ahead and put that hair in a ponytail, tie your edges down, slick all that back, fellas, get the dewy out. Um, I don't know if you leave the tail out or not, but you might want to take that into consideration because we are coming for you. Not us personally, but you get it. Yeah, we're coming. We are um, talking about the great escape today. And normally when people hear about that, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but the way we about to twist it, ghetto. Very, very, very ghetto. To start us off, we have Ashamina with a nice little story for us to help us uh, really understand this and make it more practical. Ashley? Oh yeah, girl, Usher and man. Check it, check it. So this morning I was leaving my uh, friend's house and when you pull out of her development, it's a train, uh, train tracks. So 7.30 in the morning, I pull up, ready to get my day going. And it's a train. I'm like, all right, it's cool. I'll wait for it. And then it, I, I saw it start to slow down. And I was like, well, maybe it's going to pass through. It ain't passed through. It stopped. And I was like, ah, dang. And I was, but the day before my friend had my friend's husband had told us like when it stops that just means another train is coming um so i'm like all right it's cool i already know like to wait it out because it's nothing's wrong with the train it's just that it's waiting for another train to come through so we waiting and waiting and then after a while other train other cars they start to hit that good old ue because they didn't have the time and so when I realized that we were just sitting there, I was like, you know what, let me get into my devotions um, since I have undivided time. Usually on Sundays, I do them later in the day because I uh, attend my church service in the morning. And so as I'm reading and I'm just sitting there waiting and I'm seeing everybody hit these little UEs, I don't, I don't move at first because, you know, I ain't nobody about to hit my car trying to, trying to escape. And so, um, as I'm getting into the word more or like my devotions and stuff, which a lot are about being in the ghetto and waiting seasons and stuff, um, the car in front of me pulled, hit that good old UE2. And then, so I pulled up a little bit, not necessarily right in front of, not the, not right in front of the train, but just a little bit before the median starts. So just in case I too, once to hit that we I could do so and when I looked over to my right I saw that the the end of the train car was there and I was like ha 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 you know they didn't want to wait it out and I just really felt at that moment that God was showing me like seasons and like how sometimes we don't know how long we'll be in a season uh but we just have to kind of wait it out. And it was just really interesting to see everybody hitting that UE, backing it up so they can uh, go a different route, go their own way. And I feel like that's really how like seasons and people are. Like they don't want to wait or they try on their own uh, route and stuff like that. And <clears throat> I saw another car, I saw another train car dash the other way. And so like that reminded me that other other people's seasons can be a quicker, faster, shorter type of season than the one that I'm in. I saw the car 
was on the other side of the train doing they thug this little they was making their right turns living their best life going in the parking lots just having a good old day while us on the other side of the tracks was sitting there salty and um so when i saw that the the train cart was stopping and i thought that i had figured it out and and stuff i was oh yes we're almost done like this is cool god this means that i'm at the end of my little season we about to we about to do it and then so when the train started i saw that there was just flat beds and that it didn't really start and i was like oh dang god you i thought i had you and so that reminded me of like try to do things in our own timing or we just really think that we know god's plan um and it just kept going and it kept going. And finally I was like, all right, I I released the expectation of knowing what's going on and I give it to him. I guess I'm gonna be sitting here for longer and I go back to my devotion and then the train stops or it, it, it completely passes. And um, and so I go through actually the little the little thing things that go up, they were stuttering a little bit in this car, the car next to me zooted through and almost got hit. And I'm like, you know, I waited a little longer because I needed to do everything that he needed to do for me. And then I finally went through. And um, when I got a little farther down the street, I saw there were three cop cars. And um, so I thanked God because whenever I'm, I'm running late or something like this morning happens and I finally get to where I'm going or along the way, I, I see cop cars or I see accident and I was thank God because had I been on time or rushing or scooted through the little thing thing like my man's to the right did then I could have been pulled over I could have gotten an accident um and so it was just real ghetto at 7 30 this morning that guy wanted to tell me that I just needed to you know stay the course and going back to how my friend's um, house was right by the side track, by the uh, train tracks, I didn't want to go back because I knew that if I went back to my friend's house, I probably would have stayed there for some more hours. It would have threw my whole day off. Um, so I was also committed to staying in that car. Um, so it was just, it was really, like I said, 7.30 in the morning. I was, it was just really interesting to see, really interesting how God did that. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up some really great points talking about um, the weight and talking about seasons and comfortability and things of that nature. What do you guys think the season, what, what do you think, what season do you think you're in? It's basically what I'm trying to say um, that you might even be trying to escape from. What do you, what should you be using right now? Um, I don't know. I feel like my season that I'm in, seems to change every other day honestly it's probably the exact same season it's just that at different points in the season it's going to require something different of me which honestly is just a ghetto adjustment to keep making in my life um but i think about like with ashley's story just when you're talking about um being so close right like you're so close to the train tracks and then at one point you saw the little flatbed trucks and so you were like oh, okay, we're at the end of this. I'm done waiting. Ha ha, everybody else that was like telling me that this wasn't what I was waiting on and blah, 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 blah. Y'all took y'all U-turns. Y'all took your easy way out. And here it is. And the guy was like, ha ha, joke's on you, friend. There's still more train to come. Um, and about like any time I've been in a season 
that required like work or waiting. Um, and the reason why I say work and waiting is because I think that from God, he's looking at me at the perspective of I'm waiting on her to truly be obedient. And then on my end, it's like my obedience looks like me working in that season. Um, and the close time that I can think about to now, um, where my season has looked like that was probably my grad program. So when I think back to my grad program, just first of all, it was just ghetto just to begin with. Um, and much like being at the train tracks, I watched so many people get to use, um, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I would say the easy way, but they got to use an escape route. Like, like I was watching people fail the program. I was watching people drop out of the program. I was watching people's one year advanced standing program turn into a five year escapade. I was watching like all kinds of stuff. And I slowly was watching myself about to start submitting applications to be the dancing hair strip club because I was ready to stop. I was ready to get out and figure out whatever the escape route was for me to leave the program. But um, I will say in that season of time, I learned that like what God required me, what required of me and was requiring of me was going to take more work than the people that were around me. So while other people were going to have an opportunity to use them, other people were going to be able to drive into those parking lots and people were going to be able to hit them rights, go to their GPS and look for a different way out. God has said this was it. There is no other way out. This is the it. This is the way that I carved out for you. And if you truly want what I have for you on the other side, you will have to have some stick to itiveness in that season. Um, and think about any assignment that God's ever put on my life. And then also being in the ghetto. So being of the culture, being of the world, it's like a tug and pull from both sides. So there's this one side of God saying, hey, I need you to park your car behind the median and wait, wait on the train. And there's a lot of society in the show and the career that's saying, turn around. <laughs> there's an easier way out of this. There's a way out. There is a side street. We could take an alley on the side road. And I promise you, girl, we can get around this train. And God is saying, wait on me. Be patient. And I will intentionally have you in spaces where people will succeed even after hitting a U-turn. I want you to stand there. And I think for me, that's the hardest part about being called, but being, for lack of a better word, well-liked by the culture. Um, so being able to kind of fit in both of those spaces to be a person where it's like, ooh, it's kind of fun to be, you know, belong to the streets. And then and it's also really fun to be used by God. And I think that that tug and pull happens sometimes where God's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to show you people who are doing what you want to do. I'm going to show you people who are going to accomplish or it would at least seem as though they're accomplishing the things that you have on your vision board. Like they're checking off your vision board and you're watching the few turns, but I still want you to stay here and I still want you to sit here. Um, and then even when I lift up the guardrails, there's going to be a couple of people who run through and I just still want you to pause for a second. I don't want you to go too soon. Um, and then after he finally lets you through, you get to drive past and look past all the things that he blocked. And honestly, just a note on what you said, anybody who's listening to this and has ever worked with me, has ever done anything like that, if I was late, that's why, because God blocked it. That's one. I need you to know that. Um, that's why I was late, because God didn't want me there on time. So I need people quick make talking about she ain't never here on time. I was here in God's time. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's pretty cool also how if you wait that out, you wait that season out, you'll be obedient. God will allow you to also see some of the things that he blocked. You'll see people who looked as though they were accomplishing what seemed unattainable for you in a season, um, but it doesn't last. But God is preparing us for a season that's going to last. 
past me becoming a stripper in grad school. That just wasn't my calling. And here I am now with my degree and I'm like, okay, God, I heard you, but still, <laughs> still. Um, but yeah, so th that's what your story made me think about in a very roundabout getaway. But yeah. I'd say I'd have to agree with, uh, with both parts here. I think that my season, it feels like it changes, but I think the meat and potatoes of it is basically um, being obedient and being patient. I feel like God is telling me, just do it. Um, just do it. Do what I actually do and I'm doing it. But then it's like, okay, I've been doing this and this is getting really ghetto and I don't like it here. What's my backup plan? And I think that when you look at different ways to get out, always having a backup plan, you renege on your surrenderance. Um, you're saying I could do this better than you can, but you also aren't calculating the cost. You just know, or you think you know what is going to come might be better than what's actually happening because you are in control now. And I think sometimes we have a difficulty or a difficult time with um, just being patient and being obedient. You just have to work it. You just have to work it. And it gets ghetto because I told my family today, like, I'm trying to make moves. And I do realize I'm probably tiptoeing into, like, I think I can do it better than you, God. I don't really feel that, but my actions might be tiptoeing into that. So I have to check myself on it. But in the same token, like, if it gets ghetto, I definitely will actually consider becoming a stripper too, because that is some good money that you can make. But do I want to pay the cost? Do I want random people just touching me all the time? Do am I even cut for that? That that's a good question to ask yourself with anything that you're considering. Am I cut for what all it it has to come? And I I like to think that I am, but who's to say that there's something way worse waiting for me over there? Or when you move prematurely, you take you with you everywhere you go. I would hate, I would really, really hate to get up and move thinking I'm escaping something, getting away from it, and the same scenario represents itself. Kind of like a, a display cake. It's cardboard. All they do is re-ice it every single time, but it's the same old cake. And that, I can't do that. That's the most ghetto part about it is just being patient and being obedient and knowing that he has your best interests in heart and at heart and he's protecting you from something. But we just nosy. We want to know all the time. And if it don't feel right, we're going to be up through. Up through all the time. And well, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was want to say, and to piggyback off of both of y'all, first of all, I already know I can't be no stripper because I'd be the first one to go to sleep, so they're going to have a lazy one on their hands, but that, that makes me think about, like, the instant gratification because when I was sitting there this morning, I literally had to practice patience. Uh, Ashley, maybe last week, would have hit that Yui just with them. And also kind of like what you were talking about, Bree, about trying to do it like in your own strength or your own control. I stopped in enough, I stopped where I could have still have enough space to hit that U-turn if I wanted to. So even this morning, I was not putting my full trust in him. And had I 
had I pulled all the way up like I should have, I would have seen that there was more to the train. <laughs> I would have seen that there was more to the train, but because I'm like, ah, no, I'm going to just play it safe. And because I like that instant gratification, I can still hit that UV if I need to. And then just like the obedience piece, I felt, I literally felt convicted to stay at that train this morning. And it was just literally, I did, all I knew was that I had to sit there. And like I said, I just, when I decided, but what better time to use your space than to be in the word. Um, also obedience, if I would have hit that U-turn or if I would have went back to my friend's house, I don't know that we would be talking about this very thing right now for you all. And so like, it just reminded me that your obedience is always tied to someone else's victory. Um, so I just wanted to add that in there. Sorry, Kay. No, no, um, I was gonna talk about kind of what Brie brought up with the idea of the cost. Um, and I think very rarely we think about that. In addition to thinking about it, we don't even have the calculator powerful enough to calculate what the cost is to some of the things that we want and desire. And I think that's in part because we've been spoiled by experience God's grace a lot. Um, so we find ourselves in many situations and because we ask for his help, he provides grace um, and mercy in those situations. So we never see the full repercussions of our actions. Um, but the, the situation that we place ourselves in when we want to do things in our own might or we want to say that, well, God, God has for me, but I'm patient enough to wait for it. And so I don't want to wait and see what he has. I want to see what I can do. You open yourself up to doing things in your own might. Um, and that's, that's literally a time for like, you, you're going to get humbled, because uh, we're going to recognize that our might really doesn't mean much. There's not really much that we can accomplish in our own might. And in addition to that, things that you do, you must maintain. Um, and so if you reach and grasp for, for things that your season doesn't call for, or that God didn't have for you in this season, will he give it to you? Sure. But you don't get to ask God to bless the things that you came up with on your own. Um, and I think that that's sometimes really hard for me, at least, is that, like, I ask God for these things or I want these things from him. And then once he gives them to me, I realize that I have to maintain them. Like, I have to keep I have to keep these things up. And then I find out how little my might actually is, like doing things with my own control and doing things in my own timing and strength. I start to recognize how small that actually is. Um and how my calling requires more and because I don't have more, I have to seek God. So um, I think you bring up a good, a good um, point with the whole cost thing, Brie, because I think we get ourselves into a lot of situations and it's like, this seems like a good idea. I can do that. I can take this shortcut. I can turn around. I can bust this Yui. But that other route, I have, I have no idea what, that, what that's going to cost me um, and what I'll have to sacrifice and give up in order to go that way. Um, but the one thing that I do know is if I waited these tracks and I go the way that God set out for me, um, he's built grace and mercy into that path. Therefore, even if I slip up and fall, he's prepared for that. So I have to keep yeah. that in mind. So thinking about this, I have a question and I'm, I'm hoping that we can inspire everybody that's listening, no matter like what stage of walk that, that you're in, how, how do you know, or how are you able to determine when an opportunity or an idea or an escape route at that is divinely ordered or if it's just a trick of the enemy. So, for example, um, in Genesis, God told Adam and Eve, you can eat from every tree, 
but this one. And then the serpent comes in and is talking about, um, I mean, you can just go ahead and eat. You're not going to die. And she ends up eating. So how can you determine what's good and what's not? What is for you from God and what's actually not? Mm-hmm. Um, I think relationship. So I think that, that having that right relationship with Christ, no matter where you are in your walk, um, is very important. The more you communicate with God, though he knows where you actually are, you guys are being honest with where you are. We talked a little bit earlier about how our devotional, because we're in a group for a devotional right now. Um, and one of the things that about, well, after Adam and Eve had sinned, God asked, where are you when they were hiding in the garden? And it wasn't that he was asking physically where they were, but mentally where they were, where was their level of understanding? What was their, their movement and moment in that, in that mindset? Um, and I think that for whether you're new to the walk with God or fully seasoned, the relationship that you have with him would be imperative to being able to discern those moments. Because I think that the serpent was only successful in his mission because he came to Eve instead of Adam. Um, Adam had already been in right relationship with God. Um, he formed relationships before he formed a woman for him. So he was right with God before he ever got in relationship with anyone else. And Eve didn't have that luxury. Um, it came after that. And so I think the serpent was able to play on that. The ability to kind of seep in where there was a lack of relationship. Um, and when you hit something at its weakest point, you have the opportunity to destroy the entire thing, um, which is why her actions not only impacted her, but also impacted Adam as well. So I think for somebody who's fully seasoned to walk and who's just starting out, seek that relationship with God first. So when opportunity is presented, you can say, hey, God, is this the display cake? Is this cardboard dressed up with icing on it? Or is this really what we prayed about? Because, you know, Satan and God both hear those prayers. So Satan has his cardboard ready with a packet of icing, trying to dress it up for whatever you pray for. Um, but you will seek God to ask him, hey, is this really what I prayed for? Um, or is this somebody trying to dress up as what I asked you for? So that's how I would think you would make that discernment in that season. Okay, okay. Ashley? Um, I definitely agree. I I don't necessarily have a response outside of what Kay has already said, but I do want to piggyback off of a few points in regards of, like, when we were talking about the story of Eve and the serpent, and we were talking about, like, Eden, Eden was the bee's knees. So, like, the question, so he said that you couldn't have any of she was like just not this tree and in talking about like how our seasons because we also noted that sometimes it feels like you could be within a season within a season and um I was telling them how my church service series is about boasting so whether it's a high point or a low point you should still call out to praise him and I just feel like with that like like I said Eden was the bee's knees but we still have to remember that even if everything in our life or the the season from the past we now have or we're you know thankful for it we still have to depend on god like this is also a season of sharpening your skill set being developed and you know obedience and patience that is so you can endure you can have the endurance and the strength and the willpower because like for example say you know you finally got that spouse you finally got that job you wanted you you have the house and all of those things but now you're in a season where you have to watch what you're eating and so while everything around you is good and you may have the money to like you know dine out or have an in-home chef uh, claiming that but um 
you but in this season you have to depend on God to limit your uh your temptation for snacking or or inside of current your current diet plan and things like that and so it just but going back to which I feel like that circles back to being in right relationship with God because when you're in relationship with him you're able to discern not only discern where you need to be but also ask let him know where you are because the devotion that we're in it was asking like you have to know where you are so God can meet you and sometimes we're not even honest about where we really are and I feel like because <clears throat> Kay had asked a question before like what's the significance of your season and so when I went to journal it today I was like well, what season am I even in and so having to be honest like God didn't already know but you know I'd be trying to you know I'd be trying to trick him sometimes um <laughs> But just knowing, like, this is where I am, God. So, like, I need you to help me with this diet plan. I need you to help me get through this job because, honey, <laughs> um, I need you to help me, you know, do whatever it is that I'm, I'm struggling in this. So always being in relationship with him, being honest with where you are. Um, but the more you talk to him, the easier it gets, regardless of wherever you are in your uh, faith walk. Um, just say help me sometimes I don't be knowing what to say besides help and you know I'll get a piece or someone will call me with that or things of that mm-hmm. I agree with both of you ladies um I think that right relationship is important and I think um well I know I'm gonna expound on that just a little bit just talking to him spending time with him so how we are talking right now how we talk when we are not recording is how is that exactly how we will talk to god if it has a little cuss word in there here or there he knows your heart right he will take those words about your mouth but talk to him spend that time if you're hurting if you don't even have the words if you feel like you're tired everything that was created by him has its own worship you don't see a rock yelling the rocks worship in silence. When the trees are worshiping, all they got is a wave for you, a wave of each branch with the, the leaves blowing in the breeze. So whatever it is for you, like for example, for me, Jesus has really been pressing on me to get this music together, to write these songs, to really like focus on my craft and continue to build upon that. I just be looking at him like, sir, I haven't done this in how many years and you want me to do this? But as soon, I kid you not, as soon as I started just playing one day. I think Kate was actually there with me. I was trying to play a song from memory and it actually came out perfectly. I didn't read any sheet music. I didn't turn on any song. I didn't do anything. And God was pleased with that and blessed bless my hands, bless my memory, bless my day. He's even setting up a blessing for the future that I don't even know about. So however you need to, if it's just a sigh, you can do that. Reading the Bible is really important as well too. Um, it, We did think it was a boring book at first. Um, We're not going to hold you up on that. It was quite boring. But once we really got into it and started reading it like a telenovela, it actually is just like that. It's almost like watching Love and Hip Hop sometimes. Like, sometimes. But it gives you the keys to success. It tells you how how to move like Matthew 10 the whole chapter has been dragging me for the past two weeks if you don't know about it you should go find out about it because that one very ghetto very ghetto but it helps you stay 
with him. If you're if you're going to class, you can't expect the class to pass the class without coming to the class, listening to the teacher, talking to the teacher, reading the books, talking with your peers about it. It's the same thing with the relationship with God as well. What is some um inspiration we can leave our listeners with, guys? I feel like we kind of came for them today just a little bit. It might have been me, and I'm sorry, but it had <laughs> what? I said like that tree for me. Yeah. Um, I would say I know it's easier said than done, but just stay the course. Like you really have to focus on you and where God is taking you because and as I said in, in our last recording, everything is meaningless. So like you just really have to work on the more that you spend time with God. And I can speak from this, like transparently speaking, like the more that I've been spending time with God and seeing where he's taking me, like the joy and the peace that I do feel when I feel it, it's like unexplainable. Um, I was in worship this, I'm stressed about a few things and I was in worship this morning and I have forgot all about it. And so just like really, I said, like you said, even if it's a little sigh or it's a little hiccup, but it's your heart posture is to the Lord, like he hears you. And I feel like a lot of times we feel like we have to do all these things to get his attention where he's really waiting on us, like to just acknowledge him and he's there, like poof. And so just keep, just keep going. Like, like even the train itself, like the train just goes, it has its route and it just keeps going and it keeps going. Or you could be like me sitting in the car, just staring at it and you know get get your word a few times but you got it you really do um if i had to leave y'all with something i would say um just remember god can't god cannot bless where you pretend to be only where you're really at and it's not until you let him meet you where you're at that he can take you anywhere else um because i know for me it was like I was looking at all these other places, standing there waiting on God. She kept on asking, why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? And it wasn't until I was honest about where I really was. He was like, hey, nice of you to join us. I've been waiting on you to arrive. And um, also understanding, which we talk about a lot, there is no perfect way to seek God. I'm telling y'all, like, when I think about this, I see myself very vividly. And we could talk about this in a different podcast, talking to, and like maybe title it, God, I love you, but I messed up. Um, but I just remember there was times like I was standing in the shower yelling, like, God, this is not in the Bible. And what is this about? I don't understand. Did you have a girlfriend? Because I want to let you know the guys out here are getting them. Were they like this back Were they? And so it wasn't until I got real with myself and I was like, if I wouldn't have had a relationship with God, that I'd be saying like, God, I want to talk to you like I'd be talking to my homegirls. It wasn't until I actually started talking to him like that, that he was like, okay, you're aggressive, but I like your energy. And he started answering my questions though. Um, and he started answering them in a way where our relationship was authentic. He was looking at me like, hey, you remember when you lost your mind in the shower that day and you was talking to me like you had lost your mind? Yeah, here's your answer and don't do that again. And it was like, oh, okay, sorry. Um, but it wasn't until I was real with him and myself about where I really was, the questions I really had and how I really wanted to say it. Because sometimes I don't have time. Here. All I have is this right here. The get This is what I have for you, God. Take it and don't leave me. Not even take it and leave it. Take it and don't leave me. Pick me up and put me on your shoulder and, and carry me on my way. Um, but yeah, if that's what I had to leave with y'all. I would say, seriously, don't pretend to be nowhere. God cannot bless you in your 
you have to let him know where you at, even though he know, you have to let him know where you at so he can meet you there. Um, and then he can pull you up. But he can't pull you up from this iman- imaginary cupcake land that you keep trying to pretend that you're at. Because I'm not pretending, y'all. I'm messed up. I'm working on it, but I'm messed up. <laughs> I think I'm going to piggyback off of that and say it's okay if you mess up. I think, I think, no. My pet peeve growing up when I was in the church really heavily walking this walk and the people before me were trying to make it seem like I had to be perfect. I had to do everything perfect. I had to read the Bible all day, every day. I had to pray all day, every day, have the perfect language, have to speak in tongues, have to do all of this, do all of this um, just the way they did it. And at any moment that I'm not doing that, then that means that I, I don't get blessed. And that's not true. You don't have to be perfect. You, your, your Bible plan score, listen, we work on that. That's, that's our motivation. For me, it was like, okay, I'm going to just open it every day, opening it. And then I moved to, okay, I'm going to read one scripture every day. And then it moved to, okay, I can read a whole chapter a day. And whatever it is, keep going. Just keep going. And if you mess up, just let him know. Invite him in. He's a gentleman. Just like a regular guest, once they knock at your door, they're not just going to barge in. Unless they're crazy, they might get shot. Sorry. But Jesus is <laughs> Jesus is not like that. He's going to wait for you to open the door. So let him know that it's okay for him to come in and dwell with you and love on you through the mistakes you feel like you've made because we're we're not perfect. So don't try to do that. Just find one thing. I challenge you to find one thing and work on that. If it's increasing your prayer life, it's increasing your quiet time, reading something, watching a sermon, listening to some music, whatever it is, I challenge you to pick one thing and be consistent with it for at least seven days. Cause that's when y'all gonna hear from us next. Seven days and see how that goes. Whew. Y'all got anything else y'all wanna leave with that? We gonna have to do an episode on that. I already know I wrote it down. I already um, know. Yeah, we gonna have our next episode on that or something. As soon as you said it, I got hungry. Side note, um, when Ashley talks about, I have this fire in my belly. If I use it at any point, I automatically get hungry right afterwards. Yes, I could have eaten a full plate of food, be good, but I'm hungry, so I know we got to do that. Yeah, yeah. God didn't call me to that ministry, or else we would always have to do work because I'm always hungry. (laughs) Sorry, Ashley. Just playing into that gluttony that you was just talking about. And it's okay. That's why discipline and stay in your core. I was just gonna say yeah be real be real with God because y- y'all want him to be real with you we'd be wanting questions answered quickly we'd be like God tell me now and he'd be like okay seek me now so like you got to be real with him if you want him to be real with you too so I had to learn that it's not hard or it's not hard that's terrible it is hard um <laughs> but it is attainable and surrender don't be trying to pull up to the median but you still got enough space to back up and hit that ue when you commit go ahead and commit mm-hmm. yep. 10 yep. toes down that's what that's what i like to say well yes. use it here be 10 toes down here yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna grow up one day today's not that day yeah. so <laughs> 10 toes down in the in the great words of evangelist cardi b Knock me down nine times, but I get up ten. Period. Amen. Hallelujah.
Yes, God. Hallelujah. And on that note, we got to go because <laughs> we're not right. We're ghetto. And it's okay to more ghetto here if we don't. So, Evangelist Cardi B be speaking. All right, y'all. I'm done. We have a story time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right, y'all. Um, we gonna get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we want you to know, WAP, not what you just heard. Worship and praise the Lord until you Whoa. see us again. WAP, 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 worship and praise. Okay, hallelujah. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.